1: Action one hundred years. Ashit house. If you think
0: we'll be insightful, clever, or just be well searched. we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wig it. We are
1: two guys, one car. It is uh, Monday, August the twenty second. Welcome to Two Guys One Car, an AFL Adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson.
0: And my name is Charlie Clawson and uh, what a dull end to the season, yeah, Will. Boring. I wish there was something interesting to talk ever. about.
1: <laughs> Com- even comic book guy would look at this AFL season and just go, I can't say it. This has been the best. Footy has never been better than it has been this season, I reckon. like, Well, since like what people consider to be the glory days of football, I don't think we've ever had a better modern day season of football than this season. I have just yeah. fucking... I know it took me a while to get into it at the start of the season, but since I started paying attention, I have just loved this season. It has been so full of intrigue, so full of great football, so full of close games. It's in, It's been incredible. That's a, an interesting
0: point, right? Because people often talk about 93, you know, the, the greatest season that was because of the, the the all the goal kickers and the closeness of the games and stuff. But you're right in terms of what footy has become and the way the game's played because we don't have those – you know, century centurion goal kickers anymore. This is probably as good as you're going to get with the way the game is coached and played at the moment. It was just phenomenal. Like
1: what a this, great this way new to go idea on. that the best way to win a game of football is to play attacking football down the middle of the ground. It's a good era of football. I'm very much enjoying that as a tactic. Like I reckon, there's been eleven of the best. Close finishing games that I have seen in any season this season, and they've all been Collingwood. Little, yeah. you just go. There's eleven cracking games just in Collingwood before you're looking at other teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is going to sound like a repeat from last week, but uh, Blues fans, avert your ears. We're just going to play the last ten seconds of the game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was extraordinary. I, I didn't watch oh, the game live boy. because I wanted to watch the, Saint, the Saints and the Swans, but I, as I've mentioned before, my uh, WhatsApp chat is mainly Carlton supporters, mm-hmm. so I had an idea of what was going on based on the reactions and the, the texts that were getting sent through. So I watched it on delay, and knowing the result, yeah. watching that last quarter, it was still <laughs> like, unbelievable. Like, you just could not... <laughs> Were, they, they
1: they had to work so hard to lose that game. It was just staggering. I mean, it was a classic example of Collingwood being what we know Collingwood are this season and Carlton being what we hoped Carlton would be this season, which is <laughs> like we have been backing this as the most hilarious result of the season all season and it couldn't have happened in more hilarious fashion. I mean, for Carlton to have been literally in the eight for every single Round of the season, every single moment of the season, apart from the lot, like two minutes, essentially, apart from two minutes for the entire season, they were in the eight, and then to miss out by the slimmest of margins when it comes to percentage. Like, I mean, you could not, you could, you could, you could literally barely miss the eight by less than they have missed the eight by in this season. It is incredibly
0: hilarious. It's Richmondy. Like, do you remember in twenty seventeen, there was two games in a row where Richmond were up with like fifteen seconds to go, and they lost both games. And it, after it happened the second time, you're like, how could they possibly allow this to happen two weeks in a row? You reckon they would have trained this? Okay, <laughs> right. You know, it's less than it's less than a less than six points with <laughs> two minutes to go. As long as <laughs> the
1: exact same thing that happened last week doesn't happen this week, we should be fine. Because that was the baffling thing was
0: look and you know I mean it's easy for us to say as the Monday experts but like so many decisions just to like they had they were in the lead and just why they decided to just kick what are you long doing to a contest when they can just kick backwards you know you can kick backwards right well my like, favorite you know, was thing set up was they the know that
1: too because for the first ten minutes of that quarter that's all they did when they had that commanding lead they decided like, they played like there was two minutes to go in fact I think the week before got in their head. And they've just gone, well, what we need to do in this situation is we've got to shut it down. So they went into mm-hmm. the like the fourth quarter like already ready to shut it down. And then at the time in the fourth quarter when they should have shut it down, they decided to play incredibly attacking football. To go for it. Just, just pull the trigger. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true. They did
0: have like – there was a couple of shots on goal. Like Kerno especially had a couple of really kind of easy shots. The first one he really should have gone back and nailed. The second one there was probably like a handball or a short kick to
1: someone who's at the top of the goal square – But then we I mean and also can we just say this again is why what a beautiful like achievement by Carlton. Like just what they've put together here is just magnificent for us all to enjoy (laughs) and to watch. I think it's just (laughs) spectacular. Because there's a couple of things in this game. Like the fact that Cripps shouldn't have been playing, that Carlton went to the lawyers to get Cripps to play, the fact that Cripps was was amazing. Like you know, just clearly the best Carlton player on the ground, nearly won the game by himself. The fact that it came down to the common medal- medalist of this season. You know, the guy who has kicked the most goals in the season. You can't say that K- – Kuno's had an incredible comeback here. You know, like, we didn't know if we were ever going to see his best football again. He's just played this incredible season. The fact that it was him and Harry, like, you know, that really <laughs> – The last two <laughs> – Common This year's common medalist yeah. and last year's common medalist kicked
0: 4-8 <laughs> between them. <laughs> Twelve shots on goal for four <laughs> goals.
1: I mean, <laughs> come on.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's it's amazing. Like when it's we were so talking good. about Jack Ginnivan a couple of weeks ago, and we found out we did his pocket profile that he had done the Ouija board, and we and we thought, well, maybe Collingwood have done a deal with the devil where they will never win a statistical category, but they will win all the games, and it happened again. So he's the Pies won yesterday despite losing contested ball disposals. Inside 50s and clearances. Like, it is impossible to win if you don't win
1: those categories. Like, how are they losing the Premiership quarter by 37 points? I think. Eight goals kicked against them. And the other thing, too, is it's the Channel
0: 7 Twitter account curse. I'm not sure if you saw this. Yes,
1: I saw it. Two weeks in a row. The best. (laughs) Three quarter time. The Blues can smell the finals. (laughs) That's not the finals you're smelling. (laughs) No, it's the bed you're about
0: to shit. That's what you're smelling.
1: (laughs) I mean, it really had everything.
0: I mean... I mentioned it last
1: week, but I will say this. Carlton fans, more than anyone, knew this was coming. Like, when Carlton were, like, top of the ladder, the entire narrative from Carlton fans was... (laughs) We can still miss the eight. Remember that? I think we even made fun of them at the time for saying that they could still miss the eight. Well, I want to publicly apologize to all those Carlton fans. You were right. You could do it. You (laughs) believed in yourself and you bloody did it.
0: (laughs) I did see one guy write online. He's like, so you think this is funny? Well, I've got to go explain to my 10-year-old who's bawling his eyes out why he won't see Carlton play (laughs) finalists. I mean, look, I don't want your son to be crying, but it doesn't make it less funny. It does make it funnier.
1: (laughs) It makes it funnier, objectively funnier. And no
0: one was happier about um, the Pies winning than the Bulldogs. So we barely
1: got there percentage-wise, like, you know, just literally. 5.6% I've got written down. And it looked like Hawthorne were, although we had like, I think, I, I believe the stats out of the Tasmania game was the Bulldogs Um, had the ball in their forward 50, 98% of the game, but still managed to not quite, you know, just barely get in front. Um, For a while, we didn't even look like we were going to do the job to win the game. Then we win the game by enough to go, okay, well, we have no margin here. Like Collingwood have to win, but at least we've covered the percentage. So if Collingwood Mm. do what Collingwood do and win by… A slim margin. So we couldn't have assumed, (laughs) right, as it turned out. Like we needed that percentage. So we finally get there in that game. The Bulldogs basically played the game, had to go and then their flight was at 8 o'clock out of Tasmania on the same flight as the Hawks. So that was either going to be a very joyous flight or it was going to be a very depressed flight. Right. So, yeah, they are all watching it together just somewhere before they headed to the airport, I think. So is this part of like Bevo's? Like Bevo, we know about Bevo's bottom boys. Bottom boys.
0: This is the most bottom. This, this is the is ultimate as bottom, bottom as boys. Gets. This is the bottom. I mean, is this, like is bottom. Like, uh, this is 0.6 percent.
1: Like I guess the only way. This is raw point- dogging the bottom. Like there was like <laughs> this is like if if this is our strategy, and we are the bottom boys, you yeah. couldn't be more bottom than these bottom boys yeah. be. The broad dog and the bottom boys—that's what you're doing.
0: <laughs> I mean, Adam Spencer will probably ride in. I, I yep. guess it would be like point 0. Yes. zero 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 one percent would be mm. the more bottom boys. But this yep. is, you know, when when you're not when you're not working with numbers that small, this is as bottom as it gets.
1: This i mean, for us to barely make the percentage and have to rely on that like a team to win in those circumstances, that's bottom. There's no yeah. like we only got into the eight at the latest available moment of the season, basically, right? So, yeah. I mean, if you're looking to be a bottom boy, that, that's where you want to be. And so do
0: you think that the dogs scraping into the finals, like if you guys had not made finals, there would have been yes. some questions asked. Like I think Bevo's safe and I don't think that that's an issue. But maybe some, you know, uh, assistant coaches or some other things around the club would need to be looked at. Do you think that this helps or is there still like a strong review required?
1: Oh, no, I think the Bulldogs know what our problems are. Right, and I actually think this is, you know, like the one thing I will say about the Bulldogs is because, like, you know, sometimes when you you look at a club that maybe has gone down a little bit, you look at going, uh, is this the end or is there like still a lot of upside? Like the way that Sam Darcy played, the way that Jamar is turning into a, like a good footballer, the fact that like you know, there's other aspects Bayless, of Smith our team at our game. Gay. Yeah, uh, so th-
0: um, Bont still car- obviously carrying, he could probably get fitter.
1: Right, yeah. So you don't kind of fear for next year. Mm. But the one thing that it, you now do is think, well, this is what the Bulldogs like. Yeah. We get a couple of weeks off now. We are, we've we got a team that's going together. We know that we can do it once we're in the eight. You know, suddenly the season's back on. You know, you. It, I don't think you even walk away from this season if we, if we happen to win a final. If we could go to Frio and beat Fremantle, you'd Have probably… Have you played them over there this year? They beat us… Over at, at Marvel this oh, year. All right. So, okay. Oh wow. Well, so I reckon.
0: Well, you're perfectly primed to beat him then. I reckon that is. That's just how the Bulldogs like it. I mean, this is if you if you're really stacking up the bottom boy chips, like having lost to them at home, that doesn't. I mean, that puts you right down the bottom of the bottom. So this is this is all good. This is just playing into Bevo's hands. I reckon.
1: Well, also of course you know Fremantle being you know the old Bulldogs brigade, you know this is. I mean this is a great first match. I'm pretty excited about it. And, you know, either way, like, I mean, we only, we ended up only, like, losing a couple fewer games than we did last year. Because even though we finished second, you know, played in the grand final, we, you know, finished fifth or whatever it was on the ladder. So, it wasn't a terrible, terrible season compared to last year. So, I don't think there would have been... A huge amount of questions asked, but you know the fact that we're in the finals now and we can give it a go—it's—it's it's exciting. Now I watched the uh, the Hawks
0: and the Bulldogs down in Tassie, and I thought it was an interesting idea for uh, uh, for the broadcasters to mic up the seagulls during the game.
1: Bailey Dale just got a bit of over exuberant, and he spoil. He went for the secondary slap.
0: And so I thought, OK, well, clearly whoever's, yeah. like, doing the sound mixing there, they would have worked out. Let's just take down the ground atmosphere a bit. But then this happened about a minute later. And then you bite off a small pass yeah. inside. Back, to the
1: back,
0: That's outside five now. Hardwick wants it.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I was doing some yard work at the time. And I was listening to the guy and I kept looking over my shoulder to go, where are those freaking birds? And then I realised, like, what
1: is going on down there? Why does Tassie have more seagulls than any other ground? Well, firstly, perhaps, yeah. if we're looking for a name for the Tasmanian team, the seagulls might be it. I didn't realise there were so many seagulls. Neither did I. I mean, probably climate change, right? The seagulls oh, yeah. are probably having to fuck off today. <laughs> That's, That's a lot right. cooler. We're the idiots going. Why? Why are those seagulls <laughs> well, down in the coldest state in, in Australia? Australia? Here, it must be.
0: It's, <laughs> it's a, a warning sign. Thing. <laughs> you morons. <laughs> <laughs> they're not,
1: not migrating. They're surviving. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some polar bears living down here in Hobart as well. mate. <laughs> I don't know what's going on um what I love is the, I, I feel like this might be one of those things where, you know, when they mic a player during the game and then they play the highlights at halftime and it's just like a whole bunch of them puffing and going, Jono, Jono, <laughs> Jono, <laughs> quick hands, Jono, Jono. <laughs> or I, maybe they've mic'd a seagull. Maybe they've just gone down there and they have just gone, let's follow a seagull around for the day. Let's get a bit of a vibe of what the seagull's up to at the ground. Or is it like on grand final day where they'll broadcast
0: the grand final in like 50 different languages? They're like, oh, well, you know, we've got to cater to the seagull market.
1: I mean, is there a chance that there is a channel where you can just tune in and hear (laughs) only the seagulls? (laughs) (laughs) That's an option that that KO need.
0: Uh, Now, obviously, well, the big news coming out of last week uh, was uh, North got their man. Clarco, um, mm-hmm. it was such big news that we had actually worked up a bit of video uh, from last week's show. That we it was too late by the time the the news had passed <laughs> it was done and dusted. Our our hilarious bit about Essendon, you know, and will they get Clarco? It seemed a bit outdated, but it was the feel good story of the week. Did you see uh, Clarco's presser? I did see Clarco's presser. Yeah, that was such an impressive. Uh, press conference, to the point where I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe St Kilda should have gone after him. (laughs) The way he was able to talk about football holistically and, you know, uh, the idea of him being this young man who needed some guidance and some help at some time and North Melbourne came along and these senior figures at North were, you know, put him on the right track and, you know, that there's room for compassion in the game. And, like, he just spoke so
1: well. I was like tearing up going, oh, I want I want him to be my dad. <laughs> I want Clarko to come and coach my life. Yeah. So this is good Clarko. This is what yeah. you hope you get more of instead of cranky Clarko, right? Yeah. Jogging around the boundary in his jokes. Yeah. So I have like this week, here's what I am going to say just as a side note. What a great time for women presidents or, you know, CEOs, directors yeah. of clubs because... Like, you, obviously, you had Peggy do such a great job with Richmond, like, you know, in there. Uh, you've had Kylie at the Bulldogs. Um, like, Melbourne, I believe, has a female s- CEO now as well. And and obviously, Sonia Hood has been so impressive during this. I think she did a great job to get Clarko to the club. She's clearly run a lot of that herself. But she's been so impressive in the media. Did you hear her clip the twerp? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the grab of what
0: uh, Sonia had to say about Kane.
1: I did say David King. I think is never going to forgive me for not coming in and announcing it on uh, ESPN yesterday morning. But yeah. I did say to him that if, he, if his co-host hadn't been so keen on describing me as uninspiring, I might have popped by. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love that
0: she chose not to name him like Voldemort. Yeah, his <laughs> like, co-host, your co-host, he's the twerp
1: co-host who shall not be named. <laughs> We all know who I'm talking about,
0: right? The co-host. Well, I mean, Kane obviously couldn't let that lie. So uh, on on Saturday night after the Kangaroos were beaten by the Gold Coast, this is how the twerp responded.
1: Well done. What I will say is the victory
0: lap can stop now. I mean, because it feels like Sonia Hood and her team are, are fully on a victory lap and you'd be forgiven for thinking they'd won the premiership, really.
1: Jesus, <laughs> mate. <laughs> On a victory lap? Like everyone wanted
0: Clarko. And all they yeah. did was just like, you, he just can't, this is why you can't have nice things around Kane because he was the guy who comes in and smashes stuff up. Yeah. I mean, it was funny listening to the press conference because I listened to it live and it happened and SEN did this live cross and it was during Dwayne's World mm-hmm. and it was great to hear Dwayne apply his craft to a press conference because right. he wanted to drum up some kind of herbole and stuff. So, they're waiting for Clarko to come out and Sonia to come out and, you know, address the media. And so Dwayne's doing a bit of filler and so he's describing the room and he's like, oh, yeah, there's Ben Mackay. Uh, he's sitting next to Jai Simkin. Oh, they they, they look very fit and uh, there's a couple of cameramen in here preparing to film things on their cameras. <laughs> it's like, oh, Dwayne. Yeah, you know, Dwayne, no, someone
1: get Dwayne a Red Bull. <laughs> he's really struggling to hype up the press conference. Oh, man. I'm, I'm happy for North Melbourne. I think this is the best. I also think this is absolutely the best result for the AFL. Like it, it, it puts someone in charge of North Melbourne who can, like, whether he can fix them or not, he is definitely the best person to go in and try to fix them. And I think he looks. I mean, obviously, he has the history with North Melbourne. He just looked right. You know, is this a weird thing to say? But he put on that polo top. Yeah. And you were all you're already you were like oh yeah that looks and that looks good in. you really fill it fill that out Clarko huh? yeah. It felt like when they published like the pictures of the new Batman or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, you're like, oh, you he get looks the good. first images, and you're like, oh, yeah, actually, now that he's put on the, <laughs> <In> the suit, <laughs> he really looks good in the suit.
0: Well, that's why like the twerps comments are so like ridiculous because everyone had the same response that that we did, which is like, oh, this is good, and it's and there's such a knock on effect because it's like you know there's been talk about Jason Horn Francis. Yeah, so you reckon that those guys would all be more inclined to sign on? So there's only like good things to come out of this announcement. But Kane sees that as a victory lap. Like someone like finally – like someone who's been drowning in quicksand like the entire year finally gets their head above the surface to take a deep gulp of, of air and Kane's like, I'll stop your victory lap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Puts his foot on their but head, also, pushes them back not, under. Not just has he got like they've got a new coach, you know, who's got this great record. like, But not only might you keep those players, but now there's this talk of all these like, you know – ex Hawthorne connected players who might end up at the club. And you've got to say that it makes it more of a destination club. Like if you are having that conversation with a player to say, come on over to North Melbourne, we've got a vision. And you can say, we've just signed Alistair Clarkson for five years. Like we're in this. Then surely that puts you in a better position than putting any other coach in that position. Well, here's what I'll say about North. They've got zero debt.
0: They've got brand new facilities. They've got a legendary coach and they do have like a raft of like young draft picks that they've stockpiled over right. the last three years. So, look, time will tell whether or not yeah. it leads to anything. But in terms of what you're selling, if you're selling on potential, then there's a lot of good yeah. things there that you can point out. And I imagine if you're uh, you know, a player at maybe like a-, a Gold Coast or you know, you want to kind of come to Melbourne – and you don't want to go into like a Collingwood or a Carlton or an Essendon because right. it's just way too much pressure, but you want to like be in a Melbourne team, then mm. I think North Melbourne would be a good
1: fit. Come over to the Hawthorn of the Norths. Northorn. <laughs> Northorn. Hashtag Northorn. <laughs> Northorn. That's what we've got going on over here. Uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's yeah. enticing. It's intriguing. It makes me feel better about the suburb of North Melbourne. Suddenly yeah. I'm like, you're close to the markets. Like, it's a good, it's a good vibe. Get down here. <laughs> uh,
0: so Carlton may have had the most heartbreaking loss uh, of the weekend. The most embarrassing loss had to be the Lions on Friday night. Ooh. That was, I mean, I haven't used this term all year, Will, but they were a rabble. They were an absolute rebel. And I think I even picked them in our Thursday afternoon tips. I thought, oh yeah, Brisbane Me too. at home. But <laughs> geez, they look bad. And it was embarrassing for so many reasons. It was all like yeah. that everyone, you know, Rui was saying after the game, just the fake tough guy stuff. But like yeah. now the ugliness that come out of like Zorko, what he was yeah. saying, and it's just it's just really makes you think, well, where did Brisbane go from here? Because they've they've been thereabouts, but not quite good enough. The Gabba is obviously not a stronghold. Like we, we, mm-hmm. I think we've been fooled into thinking it's the gabba Tour, and it is. But
1: when they come up against good teams at home, they just collapse. So, well, I think they, I think they've been a victim of COVID. I will say that. Like the fact that all the teams played in Queensland for so long and got used to playing that game. I think the best teams are not intimidated by the Gabba anymore. So, I think that's part of it. Part of it. But I don't. Yeah, they, I, it was funny because early in the game. I was, like, formulating this idea to talk about on the podcast. I was like, Zorko is definitely the next in the line with the Koch and and the Selwood in that he's an older legendary player who doesn't have the physical capacity he used to have and he's going to make up for it for, you know, like throwing people around and doing, you know, putting people in headlocks and doing all that stuff. And I was like, oh, this will be a fun thing. And then the game progressed, Charlie. And things got darker and darker and darker.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Like, he was remonstrating all the time like he spent more time yeah. any time like there was a contested ball if you took a mark or if the like he was putting someone in a headlock <laughs> it's like yeah. just concentrate on winning the game like part of me actually thought you know they talk about coach killer games like think about Essendon losing to Port last week and that was essentially you know uh, stamped Ben Rutten's papers i was like Gee, that, the, if if Brisbane wanted to be more ruthless the, chris fagan would be out of a job because they've come up against a genuine top-four team at home with everything to play for, a top-four position, and they deliver that. Like, do you think Fags' job is on the line now after this final series?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. But that, I reckon that's a captain killer. Mm. I don't think it's a coach killer, but I definitely think it was a captain killer. Like, You know, I can't imagine that, like, you can have Zorko in a leadership position well, who's going the, then Then who, who do you think like,
0: would be the next captain of Brisbane? Who's a standout candidate? I mean, Harris Andrews is the vice captain, I believe. But he's he's at a pretty indifferent… Doesn't feel like that's the right call. No. And maybe Um, maybe not. Cam Rainer is still too unpredictable and inconsistent.
1: Lucky Neil? I mean, Lucky Neil probably, right? He's their best player. He's, you know, he's probably going to win another Brownlow. And he is a leader. Like, you know, so you'd think probably Lucky Neil would be the captain. But maybe they go, like, you know, they shake it up a little bit and they make… Reese Matheson, (laughs) the captain.
0: Well, you know who didn't hold back uh, when talking about uh, Dane Zorko was uh, our old mate, the new twerp, Cameron Ling. Brisbane Lions' definition of stepping up and playing hard football was to pretend to be
1: tough and to want to fight and to want to wrestle and to want to niggle and to want to sledge and to want to stir. And it's just garbage. It, It really, since when has
0: it ever worked? Like, it's led by Dane Zorko, and Dane Zorko should be embarrassed about everything that he's done. His leadership, he set the tone for the way that they pretended to play hard football. So this is interesting, right, because we've been talking about how Lingy's been sort of, like, muscling in on Kane Corns' territory, but this is sort of, like, a justified blast, right? Like, Kane is more marked by he attacks, like, the the unimpeachable,
1: where Lingy's gone after someone. But it was a pretty savage roasting. I mean... Firstly, I just want to say, Lingy, are you okay? This has been… <laughs> this transformation this has been, been so unexpected. Really? I, I, I've not yeah. liked it. This heel turn <laughs> that Lingy's been on, I do not feel comfortable with it. It really feels like you're going to McDonald's and Ronald McDonald whispers in your ear, I've, I have I shat him <laughs> one of these burgers. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel right. Like, this is not what it's meant to be. Um, but he's right in this regard. And this is sort of the comment that you would expect from Lingy because he was a natural tough leader and not this fake toughness. I just did not understand what Brisbane were trying to do. Like they really – and the fact that they then stuck with that as a tactic. Maybe I understand the idea, you know, we we need to show a little bit of toughness. We're going to go out there and we're going to like impose ourselves on things in the first 10 minutes or so. But after that, you would have just been going, well, hang on, this is not working in any way. Like we, we're we not going to double down on this. We, we've got to start playing good football because Melbourne I think brutal. it's like – it's fine to – I reckon it's
0: fine to play that physical, like, you know, that Hawthorne, unsociable brand of footy. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you can't push and shove and put people in the headlocks and then shirk a contested ball. <laughs> like, it doesn't right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you've got to, if you do both, then I'm fine. But they yeah. weren't going yeah. in for the hard ball. Like, like Clayton yeah. Oliver had a field day. And then there's the things like the Camarena tackle, which I do feel like – I don't know. I think that was just a <laughs> – I mean, once again, we'll get Adam Spencer to chime in. I reckon that was a question of physics. Like, it's a little man
1: tackling a big man. Momentum took him to the ground. But it was just… I think he he was unlucky that they suspended him because I think he, to me, if I was the coach, I wouldn't be mad at Cam Rainer for doing that because that felt like somebody actually applying that sort of heat at the contest. And yes, maybe he was unlucky that it, like, it landed a bit hard, but I thought he was at least trying to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: I mean, I had a mate who's a Lions supporter who texted me at halftime saying he was leaving the game. Like, he was that disgusted by the performance. Yeah, I'd leave the state. <laughs> I'd probably go, I'm going for the border. Now, well, it was a round of retirements. Um, there's been a few legends uh, who have hung up the boots. Uh, but we saw some heartwarming scenes. Uh, Michael Hurley, Dan hannabury Robbie, great. Um, all had... Really Well, I mean, Michael Hurley had a pretty uh, average game but a great moment. But hanbury and Gray yep. had two really good games. Like, hanbury had, like, 30-something touches yeah. and stuff. Robbie Gray, though, it's kind of am- amazing to think that, like, he's a dude who, you, you know, there's just certain players that you kind of, like, Travis Boak is still playing but Robbie Gray is <laughs> retiring. And I just feel like Robbie Gray, pro- and, like, even Hutto was saying, like, well, maybe Dan Hanabree, like, is a... Is a rookie pickup for another club. Like even if he plays like ten games, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, he did he play ten games in total? No, he didn't. <laughs> I think it's ten <laughs> games is yeah. a lot to expect that Daniel Hanbury is. But I reckon play. Robbie Gray. If you were like yeah. a Gold Coast
0: or someone, like why Absolutely. wouldn't you get Robbie Gray and just pop him in a forward pocket for like?
1: Still, well, that's kind of where he plays mostly anyway, yeah. right? I th- I thought the same thing because I watched a bit of that game. He missed a couple of goals. Yeah. That you know he ordinarily would have kicked, but in general, he still played like a guy that you're like in this position, don't you have? Are you sure you're not pulling the pin a little bit too yeah. early? Like I reckon he might have a season or two. Like even pin.
0: Geelong, like a team that could really just yeah. like carry. Uh, yeah, Geelong needs someone else. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's. No, that's what I mean though. Like he's your, he's your complete. You've got your icing. Yeah. You want a bit more icing, so he's the sprinkles and the cherry yeah, well, on top.
1: No, he's like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. that's right. He's like. He's like some like the candles on the cake, the icing, (laughs) and you got the cherries and the sprinkles. (laughs) You got the cherries and the sprinkles. He's like the candles, candle grey.
0: Um, Paddy Ryder also announced his retirement during the week. It's a shame he he didn't get a, a send off game, but it's amazing. I can't think of another player who's come to St Kilda from another club, like another two clubs really, who has been embraced and is as loved by the supporters like as Paddy Ryder is. He just is a dude who just exudes, like, leadership and compassion. Like, he's one of those big dudes who's got, like, a like a big heart. Like, he, last week when Max King kicked 0-5, if, if Paddy Ryder had been on the field, you know he was the guy who would have gone over, put his arm around him, said, it's okay, mate, just go back. You know, you'll kick the next one. I have no doubt that it was probably Paddy Ryder who went up to him during training this week and said, mate, that was a shit game. You know, don't worry about it. Put it behind you. And sure enough, Max King's out. Max King comes out and kicks five straight. But I just hope that Patty stays involved in the game. I know he's really close to his family and he's probably going to go back to South Australia. But the AFL need to keep him involved in the game as a mentor, ambassador, whatever it is, because... He's universally loved, and I think it would be a terrible shame for him just to kind of disappear and not have contact with the game anymore because he loves it. I mean, he was saying two months ago he wanted to play on. I just think his body caught up with him. But I would love to see, like, Paddy, you know, stay involved in some capacity. Like, I'd love him at the Saints. I don't think it's going to happen because of his ties back to South Australia, but he needs to stay involved in the game.
1: Could not agree with you more. And, in fact, if the Crows were looking for someone to come in and help with the culture issues that they have at the Adelaide Crows, they could... Like I mean, I know, you know it might be tough to get him to yeah. the Crows, but he, I reckon he'd be a good I mean, if the get, Crows really want to stick involved. it up port for what they
0: said yeah. last week, get Paddy Ryder, like yeah. favourite son Patty Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> that would really help. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Hannah's, uh, after the game, was a little emotional. He did an interview with Sarah Jones.
1: How fitting is it that you played the side you won a flag with?
0: Yeah, it's pretty special. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's
1: the moment to say it though, right? In your retirement speech, that's when you drop the yeah. F bomb. I mean, I imagine what he, what he, it's also what he said in a few exit interviews <laughs> over the years. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, like I always loved him as a player, yeah. and I was like, like, you're talking about two guys, Paddy Ryder and Dan Hannabury, who were at their best, you know, like all Australians and you know, who the non-Smith yeah, amongst medalist. the best players in the game, but who. Their your bodies eventually, you know, were the thing that let them down. Um, I, I love the those moments, mm. and I think I've got to be honest with you. If you're a TV executive, like the minute a player says "fuck," like I get I gets overwhelmed by the emotion in their final game and says "fuck," you're like, "Thank you, job done." <laughs> That's what we sent you down there for. Thanks. Someone you. send this to <laughs> AFL memes. Stat. <Steph>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, We speculated last week, Will, that maybe Robbo was trying to get our attention by bringing in a cask wine. Um, Well, someone on Twitter at Charlie Don's put together a little highlights package of Robbo's best bits from 2022. Now, keep in mind, I've only this is only half the amount of highlights. Bang hmm, A B is that Um do, do you think you, you you what sort of what sort of
1: what sort of, <laughs> of
0: oh, tick 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 ticks and the, and the he he he's, Yeah, yeah, it's it's again the the they the, hey hey. Oh Just feels like an arranged marriage. And then <laughs> oh, <laughs> Huh? I mean <laughs> and I was thinking about that and I'm like, it's good. I really like that. But I'm wondering how it would sound with a bit of music behind it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: bang, bang. Mm, a, B, is that... Um,
0: did you think... You, 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 what sort of... What sort of... What sort of... <laughs> ah! Tick, 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 ticks. <laughs> and the... Yeah, yeah, it's... it's again, they hate...
1: Hey! He's not going an arranged marriage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh man, I have been to some recovery parties in my twenties, which I
1: <laughs> felt like I was hearing Robbo's voice going round and round in my head like that. Big couple of weeks for Robbo because Robbo obviously wants James heard back at Essendon. So, and I can't. I am absolutely one hundred percent behind this because can like if you think Essendon's messy now imagine if Hurd comes back to Essendon. Like, can you, ima- like, I mean, come on. Well, I saw Kevin Sheedy was like, he's yeah. put the other one pushing that. But
0: part of me thinks, like, Kevin Sheedy, that wily old fox, he's pushing James Hurd because he knows Hurd won't last and then he can get the job back. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> Kevin Sheedy,
1: is that wily old fox is playing the long game. I mean, there is a lot of commentary around Essendon, which is, you know, they haven't made, you know, they haven't won a grand final since you know Sheedy. They haven't done this since Sheedy. And it's it often keeps coming up that it's like, since Sheedy. So are you suggesting even, maybe Sheedy doesn't even want the job back, but Sheedy just wants to protect his legacy as being the most successful. Oh, right. the <laughs> so he's Essendon. a saboteur. But, is that yeah, what you're going to say? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could see that. I could totally see that. I mean, that would be... I mean, he sabotaged Clarkson going to Essendon. Yeah. Like, that's the move of somebody who wants to protect his legacy as the most successful coach in Essendon, right? Well,
0: there's been so many, like, amazing, almost... Uh, defy the, like uh, twists and turns in the Essendon saga of the last twenty years, and you're thinking, "Well, what will happen next?" I mean,
1: that—that's
0: yeah. a great, like, that's a great new season. Well, <laughs> the, yeah. the Essendon saga. <laughs> let's let's get riding. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, wow. uh, it's time for. Brain. brain, brain, brain. Dwayne. Dwayne Russell has been in absolute stellar form this round. There was a, so many suggestions. Thank you to everyone uh, who's messaged in with their, their Brain Dwayne segment suggestions. So We're going to start with an honourable mention, which is some good old-fashioned hyperbole from Dwayne. So, uh, basically, I think it was Jacob Hop- Hopper was lining up for a shot 40 metres out on a slight angle and moved slightly to his right to improve the angle. Listen to how Dwayne describes that bit of play. Came into the late with no goals to his name. He's already kicked one and... It reduces
1: the angle, but bends it around like a work of art. Unbelievably good. (laughs) It was a work of art that was unbelievable. Pretty standard. Here's what I would also say. From what I know about works of art, not meant to bend them. (laughs) Definitely don't bend your works of art. Try to keep him as straight and stable as possible. I mean, it was a pretty standard set shot. For anyone, uh,
0: maybe maybe for Max King it would have been a work of art, but for everyone else it was a pretty standard set shot. Um, second honourable mention is Dwayne Russell. I'm thinking if he ever wants to leave commentary, he could be a pretty good rapper. This is him spitting some rhymes. Clark got the knockdown, but then he went to ground. Ash with the dash, but not the panache. <laughs> <laughs> Clark got the knockdown, went to the ground, ripped the dash, but not the panache. I mean, pretty <laughs> yeah, good, right? Okay. I'm into that. <laughs> dash, good work, Idaho. But the winner this week had me scratching my head, much like my own private Idaho last week where I had to do some okay. research. This sent me down a rabbit hole. So this was um, during the Saints-Swan's game. So early in the game, Max King had a bit of an altercation with Tom McCartan and Paddy McCartan went in to remonstrate. And so as the ball went back to the middle um, to be bounced, they were sort of like speculating over what happened and what might be in store for Max King taking on the two McCartan brothers. But he was concerned yeah, for his brother. You just can't stop those, those brother intuitions, can you? Absolutely. But, we'll keep an eye out to see whether the Malachi crunch happens shortly for King. The Malachi crunch. <laughs> 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 yeah, John O. Brown speaking for all of us there, the, yeah, the, Malachi, the Malachi crunch. <laughs> well... Do you know what the Malachi Crunch is? Uh,
1: breakfast cereal of some kind?
0: <laughs> it is not a breakfast cereal. Do you want to take another guess? Uh, some sort of wrestling move. Is it a wrestling That was move? my first instinct as well. So I went to Google and I typed in Malachi Crunch. Did not know how to spell it at no. first. And no. uh, after, <laughs> after a few dead ends, I found a link to a YouTube video, a very scratchy YouTube video yeah. for an
1: episode of Happy Days. What? Now... <laughs> I'm not sure how familiar you are with the series Happy Days. Well, I mean, like, I mean, seeing it's the year 2022, it's familiar (laughs) as most people are, which is not that familiar.
0: So there was an episode in which Fonzie and his girlfriend, Pinky Tuscadero, took part in a demolition derby. And their arch rivals in the demolition derby were two brothers known as the Malachi Brothers. Mm -hmm. And the Malachi Brothers had a move called...
1: The Malachi Crunch. He's started
0: the car, he's moving, and he slips through the Malachi Crunch.
1: He's hit each other like fuzzy escape to Malachi Crunch. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dwayne. Hang on, so has when he... was that episode? What's <laughs> like, the date of that episode? Oh,
0: like, it's got to be the late 70s.
1: <laughs> <laughs> has Dwayno been holding on to that one? Did he recently see it? Like, how has oh, well, the Malachi Crunch come into his vernacular? I couldn't, like, that was a scratchy, low
0: quality clip because when I found it, I was like, well, I have to get a better quality to play on the show. But you can't find Happy Days, like, it's not available easily on a streaming service. So either Dwayne has his Happy Days DVD (laughs) box set
1: that he watches
0: while he's sipping his his ice break
1: and his, (laughs) like, Red Bull. It's like a a Red Bull just going, Monday, Tuesday, (laughs) Happy Days. The Malachi Crunch.
0: Uh, I love Dwayne Russell. Uh, we've got four more weeks to soak up all the Dwayne the we can get. Malachi Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be one of the best of the year, right? The Malachi. I mean, crunch.
1: such a, such an obscure reference. And well, since, my own private and,
0: Idaho. We thought was the most obscure he was going to get. Malachi did we know.
1: Crunch. Like it's a fifty-year-old reference to an obscure episode of Happy Days, and he dropped it. Like he, he hasn't dropped it with context. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like you know.
0: Like, he didn't you explain it. So after that clip where John yeah. O'Brien goes, The Malachi Crunch, yeah. Dwayne doesn't go, oh, it was an episode yeah. of Happy days, Happy days where Fonzie, Fonzie and Pinky, Pinky Duskadero were taking it away. Like, <laughs> I guess there was Dwayne. Too, much, too much action together. But it was Dwayne. just like, I mean, I don't think it is as obscure as we think because they're not, the punk band No Effects have a song called The Malachi Crunch, right. which is obviously inspired by the same thing. And so you can find it I guess it's like, online.
1: like Jump the Shark. is an iconic yes. Happy well, Days moment. To a certain generation, right. yes.
0: Like you know, yeah, uh, it would be like uh, uh, um, uh, it'd be like me saying, "Oh, Mackay and Colonel look as happy as Scott and Charlene," or something <laughs> like that. You know. <laughs> so maybe you and I would get the reference, but anyone yeah. under the age of like twenty would be like, "What the f- is he talking about?" Okay. Um, all, right. all right. Well, it's time for everyone's favorite segment.
1: Whether it's Jake Lloyd or Tony Lockett, it's time for Pocket Profile Pocket.
0: Now well we don't often uh, double down on a pocket profile pocket, but Braden Proust Proust Prouse, Braden Proust um, we covered maybe a year or two ago mm. when he was playing for the demons. you reminded me off air okay. about an
1: answer he gave that I completely forgotten about. The only thing I remember is that he like the person that he most wanted to be or the person he most admired, with somebody called John, Johnny Sims and we didn't know who Johnny Sims was and we started Googling and it turned out it was Johnny Sims who's like a porn star, a very popular porn star. So he managed to slip that through by changing the uh, the MNN M- in a way that uh, Skin Flute got edited from the… <laughs> like, it wasn't you know, redacted. <laughs> he's, a, he's a real jokester.
0: Precision. Yeah, now, yeah, I think that was the the, the vibe of it. So yes. it's fair to say he's been working on his act a bit. Okay. Now, I read all the pocket profiles this week and this is definitely the standout. Um, some real highlights, but you know him. So I feel like you're at a bit of an advantage.
1: You've played him once, you know, you've got an idea of the kind of person he do is. Do you so think that, n- that any of the answers are the same or do you think he's gone through a new set of answers? Do you feel like this is a fresh take on the on the pocket profile? I think he's definitely he's honing his
0: craft. Okay. Like his stand up is is definitely he's finding more. It's it's, it's definitely the same voice, the same kind of uh-huh. like you know, um, it's not big dog energy. Okay, but jokester energy because like there was he, definitely a
1: lot of big dog energy in the last one
0: from them. Yeah, but this this is less big dog and more. Oh, what's the word where you? He's more
1: ir- 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 irreverent? irreverent. He's irreverent. Oh, yes. You know what? Yes. He, you know what he is? He's a bloody larrikin. He's a, he's well, a larrican. Australian larrican. Yeah, What happens to a larrikin <laughs> while he's playing at GWS? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So okay. his favourite
0: non-AFL sporting team, he names an NRL team, a Queensland NRL team.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so do you think this is a serious answer or is this like a jokey answer? I think this is a serious answer and – The
0: part of Queensland he names, I think, lines up with the kind of personality. Like, if we're we're saying Aussie larrikin, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you're thinking of those cliched Aussie larrikins. North Queensland Cowboys. Correct. Correct. Uh, Does he go to AFL games when the Giants are not playing? Uh, No. Yeah, good. Should the centre bounce be retained? He's a ruckman. Mm.
1: Okay. Now, is he... um uh, is this a joke answer or a real answer? Because this real is answer. like this is where Prucie started to get funny last time from memory. Like he like he, there was like some answer about the fact that he never got to take a ruck be- or something and like that. If
0: this is the first quarter, he's all business. Okay.
1: There's a uh, little does bit of It should be retained. Yes. Um oh God, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna use my logic here. So he's not a very good ruckman. <laughs> or Like, at least in his expectation, like in the yeah. way that he views in, in the
0: standing of Ruckman in the yeah. AFL, he's not he, right he understands his position and he's got a bit yes. of a
1: jokey attitude to it. That's because that, right. pref- that was, I think, the the, yes. the
0: the thrust of when he did the Melbourne one, he was joking about being behind Max Gorn for That's everything. That's
1: right, yeah, that yeah. was his whole shtick. I remember that, yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna say, y- yeah, you, yes, it should be retained. Correct, three for three, Will mm-hmm. Anderson, good start. I, th- I feel like he thinks the unpredictable bounce
0: suits him, is what I would hey. say. Okay, a bit of levity here. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, this is his non-football wish for 2022. So this would be, I would say, a wish for a lot of people who reside in New South Wales, uh-huh. but unlikely. And, and it's probably a more damning indictment in New South Wales that someone, um, a professional footballer on the income he is, this is his wish. Uh, he'd
1: like to be able to buy a house. <laughs>
0: he'd like to be able to buy a house. <laughs> He wants house prices in Sydney to drop.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: never gonna happen. The whole time I lived in Sydney, everyone's was like, "Oh, it's a bubble. It's gonna yep. burst. It's gonna nah, burst. Definitely this year. Definitely never. This year. <laughs> it's never burst."
1: Uh, can Pruey keep a secret? Joke answer? No, Real it's answer. It's just a, it's a yes or no. Okay, right. So yeah, no, no extrapolation on this. No extrapolation. Um, that, that that's coming. Mm, okay, interesting. Uh,
0: no, no, he can keep his secret. Mm. Alright, that's your first stumble. Okay. Some humor is coming, Will. Okay. His scariest non-football moment. So what he describes here is mm-hmm. playing a specific video game with a mm-hmm. specific teammate. Mm-hmm. So just give me the video game and the teammate. Okay. Fortnite.
1: Popular no. Fortnite. Grand Theft
0: no, no. Auto. No. More sort of kiddie. A very popular driving game. Uh Mario An Kart. Italian driving game, Mario Kart. <laughs> An <laughs> yes. Italian, a famous Italian, Italian game. Traditional
1: <laughs> Italian game <laughs> uh, playing Mario Kart with. Uh, I mean, I don't really know who this player okay. is. Well, that case, Adam Do you know who Adam Kennedy is? I mean, I've heard of his name, but I okay. would never have guessed it. His
0: scariest non-football moment is leading in the last lap of Mario Kart when Adam Kennedy is right behind you. Okay. What do you think ha- is happening? <laughs> what's 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 Keno? doing behind you to distract uh, you in he's the last a lap.
1: Classic rear ender I reckon. <laughs> you know? Just up your butt all day long. Come <laughs> no, no. Okay. So oh sorry. Yeah. Right,
0: okay. <laughs> I misread. All right. So he's saying that Adam Kennedy is like in the cart right behind him, not yeah. standing right behind him, which makes your answer a lot more
1: confusing. Sorry. That's I meant the cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, what's going on at GWS? Some real close I mean team chicken. bonding. <laughs> it's like we read this Eddie Betts book and we got some ideas. Which <laughs> sounded fun to us. Okay. All right. So,
0: who rules the roost your household?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I
0: can tell you he lives with Ryan Angwin and his fiancee. Okay. So I want you to rank it. Yeah. But he uses a common. AFL or sporting trope when you're describing the rankings of teams or the best players, you'll sort of say, Oh, it's this person, this person. So do you know what I mean? Like it's a it's a trope when people are describing who the best the best teams are and so, the best players. Yeah, okay. So someone's the GOAT. Is that what you're saying? That sort mm. of thing. Or not that. No, no, no. He he just give me so it's a, it's it's him, his fiance, and yeah. Ryan Angwin. So he, he ranks it's, it's each Ryan person
1: and Ang- Ryan Angwin's fiance or his I fiance? Guess
0: his fiance. Okay. So he, I guess my clue is, uh, what is, I don't know even what the grammatical term is, but there is a, uh, he uses a word to separate each ranking place. And it's a very, it's a common sporting trope.
1: This, I, Cliche. I have no idea what you're talking What's about. What's the opposite of
0: nighttime?
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Daytime? Yeah. So there, and what happens in daytime? You get a lot of, uh, you get a lot in daytime, you get a lot of sun. Daylight. Daylight. Oh, there's Daylight in between. Is what? Yes, you're saying. okay. Okay. All yes. right.
0: <laughs> right. Oh okay, God. so just rank him.
1: Um Who who comes first? Okay, his fiance. Who comes first. second? Uh him and then Daylight in between him and Angwin. <sighs> no, my oh. fiance, then Daylight, then
0: Ryan Angwin, then Daylight, then me. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He's lost a bit of that big dog energy. Okay, he definitely has. Um okay. What was the common theme of your school report card? It's it's so funny this answer. A one word answer, um, which is sometimes a special stipulation in a wrestling match. You know how there's certain special wrestling matches. Yeah. So what are like you know some sometimes uh, ones like you know the shaved head match.
1: Yeah. Um, so chair table. Uh, um. No. <laughs> Belt. No, no.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. This is also a famous, um, I think it's Australian
1: health campaign,
0: was called oh, this oh, to get people God. to stop smoking.
1: Um, quit. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> His score <school> report <laughs> His <name> was quit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I don't know where he studied, but oh, I mean, seriously.
1: The Either teachers
0: need to get paid more <laughs> or, or he just went to a horrible school. Sure,
1: it wasn't I quit. It was the teacher like, yeah. no, quit, you quit. Quit,
0: quit, <laughs> one word answer. Um, okay, If he did he have a part-time job while he's at school?
1: <sighs> Joke answer, real answer.
0: I think this is a real answer. Yes. Um, okay, so he, I'm going to say he grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. So this would be this isn't necessarily a job of a kid. This is the job of I mean, well, what is your what's your dad? A farmer. Okay. What specific kind of farmer did you think Braden Pruce was? And it's not it's not a um it's not like, not dairy like your regular, not dairy beef. No, like sheep. no. This I mean, like... I was actually surprised that this is even a job, but it apparently it, it is. Right. <laughs> so it, it rhymes with
1: surf. Um uh surf. Um surf. Uh, <laughs> smurf farmer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was a smurf farmer. <laughs> he bred mostly men. It's very hard to get a female smurf. They're very rare. Just, yeah. He was a turf farmer. Oh, yeah, right. Now, that's a real job, I imagine. I guess so. Yeah, like growing grass to mm. send out to people. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, which teammates should run for political office mm. in the future? So, teammate one, like that I would know about. There's two that you would know, two quite prominent. One has announced his retirement this year. Um, And the third one is Jack Buckley, which I don't think you'd know who that is. But just give me two of the three. Uh, Callan Ward. Nope. There's one that's – every time we have a GWS player, this guy is always nominated as a future politician. He looks like one. He's the the smartest-looking giant.
1: (laughs) I know. And I remember it comes up every time and I still can't remember who it is. Um, is it a uh, Stephen Canelio? No. Tim Taranto. None of these guys look smart. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't He kind of looks like he
0: kind of looks like an off-brand Brody Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil Davis. <laughs> Phil Davis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Matt DeBoer. Matt DeBoer should. all he names three players as running for political office. Who's the best storyteller at your club? It's one of those three. Uh, Matt DeBoer phil davis uh now this is a pretty funny answer who's the best social or outing organizer at your club he named someone called dylan addison who is not a player oh (laughs) and when you were and when you find out what this guy does that's what this makes this answer (laughs) so funny so who's the best social outing organizer at your club dylan addison addison who is the giants who's the least appropriate person (laughs) to be organizing
1: the, no. The president. The, <laughs> the um, welfare and player development manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that is welfare and player development, right?
0: I guess. I got Yeah, i got to, re- yeah, got to re- detox and retox. Re- um, who's the most tech-savvy teammate at your club? Someone he's mentioned previously. Matt DeBoer. Ryan Angwin. Fuck. Rate your cooking skills from one to five. Whoa. Big joke answer here. From, okay. from This has got some big dog energy. Okay. Six. Six.
1: There you go. Back. Uh, oh, I'd had a bad run too. I needed yeah, that. Yeah, really. That was have. a real settler. <laughs> I think finding out that his teachers told him to quit yeah. <laughs> high school really felt really like cool. quitting myself there for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I was losing all bearings. Uh, what's his best dish? It's a pub classic. Uh, sh- sh- parmigiana.
0: What's the worst cooking disaster? He pots one of his mates here.
1: Uh, Ryan Angwin um, blew up the Just barbecue. Generic. Yeah, <laughs> whenever Ryan Angwin, whenever, yeah, Ryan, whenever Anglin Ryan cooks. cooks. Uh, has he ever
0: used Doctor Google to diagnose an injury or an illness? Mm, yes, yes, he has. Uh, is he a golf, tennis, or neither guy? Mm. Joke answer or real answer? I think this is, yeah, just a real answer. He Uh, just answers with one of the, there's three options, golf, tennis or neither. Neither. Correct. (laughs) Your idea for a perfect day. I imagine he's having his perfect day right now.
1: Uh, Think about what today is, Drinking and not having to train.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When are we reporting? It's Mad Monday. So. So,
1: His uh, perfect day is? Mad Monday? Mad Monday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh well this is a good day to be doing this I understand now like it's nice that we are doing this on uh, Prucy's perfect day perfect day
0: yeah someone's play some Lou Reed yeah. under this um, okay what's something that you're most proud of this is actually like an earnest answer um, uh, so he's talking about Tom Green his teammate Tom Green and this is like an earnest no jokes he's oh. been really proud of Tom Green with something that Tom Green and it's sort of like a generic thing that you say about a young fella uh,
1: the the growth in Tom Green the yeah yeah the, watching like, Tom Green watching mature. Tom Green mature yeah as a person um,
0: what is your biggest fear he refers us back to an earlier answer
1: what did he fear earlier um, he feared um... I think we misinterpreted the fear. Oh, um, uh, final lap of Mario Kart. Yeah, Yeah. and just a just a cheeky rear ender. Yeah, rear end. That's all happening in a computer game. (laughs) Uh,
0: The biggest compliment you have ever received, Uh and it sounds like maybe his fiance has said this to him. I feel like my wife has said this this to me quite a bit. Mm. Um, It's the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum you can uh, – bare minimum. It's not really affection. It's the bare minimum you can give someone mm. in terms of yourself. Like it's the bare minimum of a compliment. Okay. I something you. Yeah. I tolerate you. I tolerate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest compliment he's ever received. Uh, if you could play one instrument, what would it be? Skin flute. <laughs>
1: Skin saxophone.
0: (laughs) No. Uh, The drums. And the best movie of all time. The skins. They
1: are the skins. The traditional skins.
0: Yeah. yeah, He He doesn't need no flute. He's just going to whack the skins with his mate Adam Kennedy (laughs) (laughs) standing right behind him. (laughs) Uh, The best movie of all time. Superhero film. Came out this year. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, all right. That was Braden Bruce. Do you feel like he's grown as, as a
1: as a person since we last- I feel like him, he's isn't? grown as a person. I'm not sure he has grown as a comedian. I feel like the first <laughs> one was funnier. I feel okay. like if we went back to the original one, we'd find funnier answers. Uh, well, let's dip into the mailbag, Will, before
0: we go. Actually, before we get to the mailbag, let's yes. uh, tell people uh, about ToeFop.com, which is uh, uh, our uh, podcast network. You can go there and check out all these other great podcasts we do. We do one called ToeFop, which is like this- but with less footy chat with a new episode coming out today. And we have another one called Fofop where Will and I take it in turns to chat to various people. Who's on this week, Will? Uh,
1: Justin Hamilton. And uh, he is actually on this week. We, uh, we, <laughs> we plugged him on the Fofop episode and then he'd lost his audio, but I managed to find the Zoom recording. So it might not be as good quality as usual, but there will definitely be a Fofop up this week. Uh, and it is very funny with Justin Hamilton.
0: And ordinarily, I would plug our Thursday afternoon tips on Instagram Live. Obviously, we won't be doing them this week. But why don't you go to our Instagram page and check out every tip we've done for this year? They're little like, mini-episodes of this show, they're all pinned to our Instagram page. Uh, this is from Midi. Wants to know, of the finalists, which team winning the premiership would irritate you the most? Um, I don't really want Geelong to win another flag. Like I respect them, but I just feel like they've had enough success. Um, Melbourne, I'm okay with. Collingwood, yeah, fairy tale. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, who, who's the other town? Sydney, I'm okay with that. Frio, I'm okay with that. Uh, Brisbane, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Bulldogs, I'm okay with that.
1: Richmond, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, I would and think, who else is there? I th- that is it. I think you've gone through them all now, it? haven't you? Okay. But I, yeah. I wouldn't. Melbourne got one. We don't need to see Melbourne win another one. I'm a bit the same with Richmond, even though it'd be a pretty amazing story for them to, you know, come back after, you know, that time and, and get one more out of them. I think that it, you could see why that's a cool story. Um, I, I Yeah, Collingwood would be an be amazing story. I actually have empathy for Geelong. I think, you know, they've been such a good team for so long that, yeah, that you could... And Dangerfield, I mean, no one deserves a premiership, but Dangerfield's been such a good player for such a long period yeah. of time to have not won a premiership. I think that... It would be I think great it's to a see good it, it's a good
0: sign that there's like I mean there's storylines with every team that yeah. you'd be okay with like that's a good final series because there's a lot of emotional stakes in the line and the, you uh, can Anthony, make an
1: argument for every team that's in the finals winning it like I mean look you'd, yeah you'd be making stronger arguments for some over others but you could any of those teams if they got on the got on a roll have the capacity to win the Premiership it's very exciting. Uh, Anthony says I thought Max
0: King might drag the Saints over the line against Sydney the Swans clung onto the top four and in now finals bound Saints reflect on what could have been yeah I thought Max's response considering how right. badly he was smashed to kick five straight like it was interesting his first couple of shots he just played on like he didn't he didn't allow himself to think like he refused to take a set shot he just made it and then he did have like a set shot 35 metres out directly in front and he managed to slot that so In a very disappointing season, if Max King can go into pre-season feeling good about himself, I think that only holds a in good good stead. Yeah. Uh, Ramshead, (laughs) great handle by the way, (laughs) must be South Australian, Ramshead, uh, wants to know who coaches Essendon and why would you? Well, they came out and said they want an experienced coach. I don't know why they would narrow the field like that when it seems like there's a ton of really good assistants, but they obviously feel like they need some stability. If they get James Heard back, I think that's... Great for us. Great I mean, for what a year. Well,
1: great for us. <laughs> what a year we're gonna have. That's what I meant. Great yeah. for great for for footy commentators. Footy adjacent. The podcasts. spirit of football. The game of football, <laughs> the intrigue of football. James Herb back to Essendon. Like ter- if you're an Essendon fan, that's worst case scenario. Because if you're you looking see- for a clean run at not being a club that everybody's talking about constantly bringing james herd back is not going to fix that in any way it's only going to mean that there is more and more attention around the club and more and more of the negativity is brought back up again so yeah. i just can't see that that's a good solution but for and i have a, i have a for lot us, of sympathy right? For James Heard. When you read Mick Warner's yeah. book,
0: I do think it shi- shines a bit of a different light on the whole drug saga and you do have a lot of sympathy for James Heard. Like, but I also think for that reason he shouldn't be brought back because it's right. just going to bring up all, all that shit. We know how he struggled with it in the I mean. past. Yeah. Job Watson posted something on his Twitter which was a quote from The Sopranos about not looking back and it's a mistake to look back and you can only move forward. And it's mm-hmm. just like... When you're quoting The Sopranos, (laughs) you're talking about like a club that may or may not have a few colourful characters uh, attached to them. I don't know if that's a good look for the Dons. Uh, On Essendon, sticking on Essendon, we've got a bomber supporter here, K-Don, who says, one, are my beloved bombers an undestination club? I would feel like that's the case, especially while you don't have a coach. And two, is the collective noun for successive Essendon administrations a rabble? Yeah, I mean it's baffling to think that they did not have an earlier conversation with Clarko because during the press conference I thought Clarko gave them quite a stiff backhander where he was like, look, you know, I didn't want to, I wanted to entertain and honour all the offers but it's hard to kind of establish a relationship with a team in four days when I've had five weeks with the Kangaroos. But it's just staggering that they they had doubts over Rutten all year that someone didn't reach out a bit earlier and start that Get that ball rolling earlier. And then they just tried to, like a student who has not studied all year, just tried to cram in the last like two days and get
1: a premiership coach across. Well, they already still had a coach. Yeah. <laughs> that they had not sacked. I mean, poor Rutten. I do, I, yeah, I feel for him. But I think in a way, this is almost the perfect scenario for Rutten in that his time there was done regardless of whether he kept the job or not I think like it was I just think he was in real trouble right now everybody has sympathy for him he'll get another job yeah there's not that sort of you get sacked and then your persona non grata or whatever it is like you know because it's all about you now it's about the mess that Essendon is in general and he gets his payout and gets to move on and we'll get another job in football and I think he'll be fine uh, Nulty wants to know does Clarko have the easiest
0: job in football if North come good is a genius if they stay shit while well, it's North what can yep. anyone do I, agree I think this. he'll get about two years I think he'll get two years grace yeah. and then if they're not performing it'll uh, turn a bit ugly mm. uh, Semmel wants to know is McRae is McRae's put the pies back against the wall game plan the best footy plan in history it's, fuck yeah I mean even his press conference did you see him after the game he was like oh, I couldn't even believe it I don't even know how we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> like, coaching's bloody easy mate just let him go out and do that. Uh, another Pies fan says, "I genuinely don't care what happens from now. As a Pies fan, the MCG has been the place of so much heartbreak. I've witnessed four losing grand finals and losing in other and unimaginable ways. This year has brought me joy. Oh bloody boohoo! Bloody world's tiniest violin. So you've said I've seen four losing grand finals and one drawn grand final, and then a loss the following week.
1: At least you've seen winning grand finals as well. You know what? I, but I mean, we have an amazing game." Like in AFL football, where you can have at a home and away game, like you know, it, it, like ninety thousand people, like and to play, it, it was like a huge final. It was like the yeah. grand final. If that had been the grand final of the season, you would have been like, that is one of the great grand finals. Two really fantastic teams. Like well done everybody. You know, it's just been, it was fucking amazing. It was so good. Collingwood, like Collingwood's spirit is irrepressible. There's yeah, it's you, annoying. You, no, I don't think it is annoying. <laughs> I'm into it. It's exciting.
0: Uh while we're on Essendon, Beer Dave wants to know how can Jamie Elliott be such a successful small forward without any twerp characteristics? I, know. I think that's possible. Robbie Gray is probably yeah. that similar kind of small forward. You don't have to be a twerp. No. We love the twerps, Jack, uh, Cheeky Jack, by the way. His first quarter, unreal. The best of Cheeky Jack. I mean, I love big game player,
1: play. right? Isn't he? I just love it. But like, and how the many that he's p- like motioning to the cheer score and <laughs> yeah. like playing the orchestra. <laughs> know, he's doing like. <laughs> <laughs> uh doing charades.
0: Moving over to the gram. If you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can. Man. By the way, it's at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Instagram and Twitter. This is some Instagram messages we've got. Um, Ashby wants to know, or sorry, Ashbird wants to know, Ashbid. Could we see a Bottom Boys versus Richmondy grand final? I would love that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be such like uh, so appropriate for this podcast that you get to see the doggies win a grand final because Richmond do the most Richmondy thing <laughs> in the world? Like that would just bring everything tight up. We might as well just end the podcast good. at that point.
1: <laughs> it would be very good.
0: <laughs> uh K Pi says, "Not a question, just a request for mercy for Essendon fans. Can we just focus on how Carlton choked? Well, I think we did a bit of mm-hmm. bit of both, really." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brian, who would win? In a- I feel like we've had this question like a couple times a year. <laughs> who would win in a fist fight with all the AFL <laughs> coaches?
1: <laughs> Why does this question keep coming up?
0: Uh, well let's talk about who would lose Fags and Brett Ratten yeah they'll they're, we'll put them in the bottom bottom pool yeah. they can fight each other and I don't know who's going to win both their pants will fall down they'll just be wrestling in the mud for a long time
1: Bevo Bevo he's in good a, nick Bevo go Chris got to go Chris got to go I reckon Vossi still got a bit left in him yeah Vossi Vossi's got yeah and Vossi would have some things to <laughs> get out of the system as well <laughs> yeah
0: Ben Ratten and Vossi probably got a bit of tension to work off um uh Roy Boy, oh, how's this for a handle? Roy boy, boy, toy, big boy, big fella. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's his handle. Uh, how nervous is Jaden Stevenson about Clarko coming in yeah. because of his sl- long sleeves? Because we know how Clarko feels about long sleeves. There was sleeves.
1: no there was no no long sleeve rule at Hawthorne under Alistair Clarkson. He said that was. That so do you think case? Jaden Stevenson changes that? No, no, as in like apparently there never was a no long sleeves rule oh right like this was always something that the players thought that Clarko thought so they didn't do it but it was never a time that Clarko said you can't do this however do I think that Jaden Stevenson should be scared that Clarko's coming to North Melbourne (laughs) yes
0: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a couple more to go Tesla Fox
0: wants to know uh, why did Clarko's five year contract give me flashbacks of Terry Wallace I don't know I mean there's Stark difference between the two coaches. Yeah. One's a four-time premiership coach. The other one's Terry Wallace. Yeah. Nah, a good. It's a good uh, and, idea. And the last uh, one is from the Pat Rick. What's the bigger mess? Be- bigger mess between Collingwood in 2021 and Essendon in 2022. Easily the Bombers. I mean, the way that Collingwood exited Nathan Buckley last year, full of dignity. The handover was pretty, you know, uh, pretty uh, smooth the way they interviewed coaches, like it was all handled like a professional sp- – and considering where Collingwood were last year with the Do Better report and, you know, what, six wins for the year and finishing second last, mm. you've got to say they've handled – if Essendon somehow bounced back from this and finished top four next year, then oh, okay, maybe you re-examine it. But I, su- I suspect
1: that, that uh, people at Collingwood didn't read the Do Better report. They just read the cover that just said Do Better and they were like, oh, yeah, that is good advice. Let's do better. <laughs> Let's do that. All right, that is Two Guys, One Cup for this week. Thank you to Hugh
0: Tidy, who does yes. all our theme music. Thank you to our producer, Tom. We'll be back uh, next week to preview the upcoming finals. But for now, play on, not 15. Bye-bye. We are Two Guys, One Cup. Listener.